1: Dodgers Nation. Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac underscore LA. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the dub, They beat the San Diego Padres in game three of this four game series. The Dodgers now 64 in 46. They're four games up on the San Francisco Giants in the NL West. A great game for this Dodgers team. Freddie Freeman continues to strengthen his MVP case. I want to hear those MV free chants. MV free. Give me a Freeman for MVP, smash that like button if you think that Freddie Freeman should be a strong MVP contender at this point. I think that he's coming for Ron Acuna Jr. He passman weighted runs created plus. How about Lance Lynn? Another strong start for Lance Lynn. I'm telling you, we've got a Lynn Sanity on our hands because he's out there. Just absolutely give the Dodgers innings. The Dodgers they win, of course, eight to two. Lance Lynn, he was strong once again. A strong start for Lance Lynn. Had some traffic. He gets the waiting proves eight nine on the year. He goes six innings allowed one run there on the Gary Sanchez home run on four hits, had six strikeouts. Lancelin was good. How about Rosario with the two-run shot? The Dodgers' additions, their acquisitions are having impact. And hey, in the words of Mick Jagger, in the words of the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might get what you need. Right? You just might find, just might get what you need. So The fact that they are getting this production, it to me says that Andrew Friedman knew what he was doing, and I think this is a Dodger team that continues to gain separation on the san diego padres in this division so yeah and you look at this padres team they were desperate to win this series they needed this series in the worst way but it is not happening i mean you got the split so at the very least you're going home with a split in a very important series for the padres but hey they are dropping in the division faster than tim anderson yesterday thanks to J ram but here we go back to the comment section let's Break this entire game down. Who is your dodger dog of the game? Always looking for that one. (laughs) Which dog. the, had the most dog, who's your player of the game with your takeaways from Lance slim. We're going to break it down. How about a good game for Austin Barnes? Okay. We're going to put the Austin Barnes slander on hold Barnes. He had the sacrifice there in the second and led to the Kike Hernandez run. You had him getting a single, a walk. So yeah, let's break it all down. We got Lance Lynn from Jason Pendergraft. That's your Dodger dog of the game. We got Lance Lynn, Dodger dog from cowboy five rings. Lance Lynn is someone who goes out there in battles. And look, what I say before the tread that, Trade deadline. Everyone wanted Lucas Giolito, right? But I said when you consider the cost of Lucas Giolito and you look at the prospects the Angels gave up, I would have said that we look at the expected numbers and the upside. I'd rather have Lance Lynn than Lucas Giolito, and so far, so good. It's still early, still two starts for Lynn, but. Still, I mean, if you look at the results, yes, the first game was against the A's. We understand that they were one of the worst teams that the sports seen for quite some time. But still, he was solid in that game. It was seven innings, and tonight he ends up going six innings. So in 13 innings so far with the Dodgers, he's posted a 2.77 ERA. When the Dodgers traded for him, he owned a 6.47 ERA. But the most important thing is he is a Pac-Man pitcher. He's eating innings, and that's exactly what this team needed. But here we go Bush for Rojas ASAP. We got go Dodgers. Yesterday's game was on Roberts with bringing in Almonte and Ferguson, but we bounce back from Roy Estrada. Not a great game from Doc yesterday. Not a great game from Yancey Almonte, who is not looking like Yancey Almonte at the moment. He has put together a few really bad appearances. I mean, he was the guy who was really having a lot of success after a really slow start to the season. Had that rough appearance there against the Reds. And then you saw yesterday, he just did not look good. So this is someone that's had a lot. I mean, he was going on a really nice run there, but still, that's going to be very interesting to see what the Dodgers do because Dave Roberts after the game sounded a little non-committal about his future and his role I mean I just don't really trust Yancey Almonte I don't trust Caleb Ferguson I know their upside is there I know that when they're on they bring stuff to the table there's no question about that but in a postseason series I just don't know they have, to, they have to do a lot to earn my trust but here we go let's go back down to the comment section Rosario getting a started early Two outs from steel your chill yeah Ahmed Rosario this is someone who can rake he can get his bat on the ball he's a dangerous hitter over there what i say before they made the trade i say, or after they made the trade is hey look what we saw in 2021 with with uh, eddie rosario right sometimes it's those guys that just rake and Ahmed rosario is someone like that too where he's kind of unconscious out there he's not taking things overly serious where he's fearing results he's just up there putting up together quality at bats and really that's what got this dodgers team Going there, top of the first inning, one out, Freddie Freeman, he gets hit by a pitch. Then after J.D. Martinez struck out for the second out, Rosario batting in the cleanup spot, 0-2 pitch. It's a two-run shot to give the Dodgers an early 2-0 lead. So a great at-bat there, great two-strike hitting from this Dodger team. This Dodgers team, they lead all of Major League Baseball on two out hitting, and that's another great example there. We got a 499 Super Chat, hey, Padres, payback is a... Fernando Tatis Jr. Wow. Okay, that's a, that's a finish him. Finish him. That's a fire take. Fire take. That is a comment of the night presented by our friends over at Joranitos. You win. Perfect. By the way, you're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. But yeah, I mean, you said it best right there. I mean, this definitely is some payback. Look at this Dodgers team. Of course, you know what happened in the NLDS last year with the Dodgers? They just forgot how to hit. They forgot how to baseball with runners in the scoring position. But since June 23rd, 2021, the Dodgers are 26-8. They haven't lost a series against the San Diego Padres in the regular season. They're 52-24 and 24 against the Padres, the Sadres, the Rays in the last five seasons. And the most of important is they are six in one since the clayton kershaw crying meme six and one since the clayton kershaw i'm telling you their season one sound after that that's just the reality but here we go we got high bc we got craig osterberg in the chat and by the way if you're new to the channel be sure to subscribe hit that notification bell and if you want to see freddie freeman with mvp hit that like button because freddie freeman is an absolute baller one of the best hitters this game's ever seen He's someone who I've been preaching this for the entire season. I see people are coming around to it now. The the Dodgers, they're not just getting a good Freddie Freeman. They're literally getting the best version of Freddie Freeman. The Atlanta Braves, they can never say that they saw this Freddie Freeman. They did in the short season, the 60-game regular season. We know that those numbers are most likely not sustainable, right? Okay, let's just be honest about that. But Freddie Freeman, this is peak Freddie Freeman at age 33, right? Age 32, 33, when they got him on this Dodger team, he's been playing his best baseball. Heading into today, hitting 337, 414, 589. Those are career best. A 169 weighted runs created plus. And today he improved upon all those numbers. After today, where Freddie Freeman puts together another monster game, we're going to talk about his at bat there. But Freddie goes two for four, had three RBIs, a home run. And his numbers after today, he's hitting. 343, 325, 425, 589 with a 171 weighted runs created plus. So Freddie's been fantastic, and yeah, I mean, well actually that was before today, but after today, I mean, he's sitting at 339. So still, I mean, one of the best hitters in the game. He's definitely right there with Ronald Acuna Jr. We have a legitimate bona fide MVP race. I know Ronald Acuna Jr. He's driving. He sees Freddie Freeman. He's right there, bumper to bumper. He's right there, just on there, and I think he's going to close in. I think, I mean, look, the stolen base, it's a great statistic. If you dive deep into it, it doesn't impact winning as much as you would expect. That's basically been proven. I don't want to dive too much into that. It's exciting, no question about it. you got to give him credit for that, but hey, he's the home run leader, too. I mean, Freddie Freeman is a legitimate 5 tool player on this Dodgers team, but here we go. If you haven't yet, by the way, smash that like button for your Los Angeles Dodgers. Getting the win 8-2, improving to 64-46. Four games up of the San Francisco. Francisco Giants in the division but here we go down below in the comments section you guys are firing away what were your thoughts on this Padres team heading into this series, the fact that you're already really taking care of business and you're really sending a message. I think this is a very clear message that, hey, like I said, the Padres, they're dropping faster than Tyler. They're dropping faster than Tim Anderson yesterday after J Ram hit him with that one, too. By the way, I love how the umpire was in the mix and that basically saying, hey, guys, have a clean fight, right? But here we go. Freddie Fireman is a beast. That's from Julie. Yeah, Fred Hot. Happy to see Lynn succeed. That's some real talk. Matt, we got all show, no go. That's for the Padres. Did Dylan Hare. After last night, I loved that they came out swinging too. That's from Dylan Hare. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yesterday, you didn't have your best game, you had a good shot to really take complete control of this series and just step on their throats and hopefully go for the sweep. I think today's also important because you got Tony Gonsolin going tomorrow, who he had the results in his last start against the A's when five innings had to get one run. But still on the road, that's something that uh, you just don't want to put uh, the Dodgers in a situation where you need him to get that split. So now at the very least, you have a split. A little update on Clayton Kershaw. Dave Roberts said that Kersh is going to return sometime in the middle of this week and that it could be against Arizona. It could be against the Rockies. So I'm hoping against the Rockies at home, that feels like a soft landing. We know in Arizona, hasn't always pitched his best baseball. We know that you don't always have the best feel for your breaking stuff. And we know that as long as he has his slide piece, Clayton Kershaw is a happily married man, but he also has a slide piece. And when he has that slider, he's effective. He's great. So I'd rather see him against the Rockies at home. We got down go the Padres from Enrique Ortiz over on YouTube. We got Lynn looks rejuvenated. Hope it lasts through September and October. Yeah, we're going to break down his... Ramirez knocked him down. That's from uh, BC. Dale S. Lynn was a good pickup, better defensive team behind him. Yeah, exactly, Dale S. That's what we talked about after he got traded was, one, better team, two, better coaching, better development. The White Sox have no idea what they're doing when it comes to pitching development, and you're already seeing better sequencing. You're seeing him just avoid the middle of the plate. That has been his Achilles heel. He's trying to kind of buck that trend this year with him and avoiding the heart of the plate, and yes, he is going to give the occasional home run. He served up 32 dingers this year. That leads all of Major League Baseball. But tonight, he gave you the innings. He gave you the innings. So, that is something that you really want. I mean, that's the most important thing. Because let's be honest, this is an offense that can carry. This is an offense that put up runs against our old friend, Rich Hill. So, taking second guys, so yeah, I mean I think when you look at Lance Lynn, he's been phenomenal so far. I mean considering what they were after, considering what they gave up, let's not forget too you got Joe Kelly who owned Tatis Jr a few days ago who's been someone who's already proven to be an asset. He was a great pickup for the price, and I agree with you. I think that he's going to be a dog down the stretch. He's my Dodger dog. Lynn Sanity is real. Uh, We win on Sunday. Thank you, sisters. That is the comment of the night. That's from our friend over there on, on YouTube. That's from V over... YouTube, yeah, I mean for this team that's struggled win. so mightily Perfect. on Sundays. I mean, we just don't know what it is. You got the day games, you got the sloppy starts, you got the lethargic baseball, but for them to go out there and finally get a dub on Sunday, that's exactly what this team needed. This is their first time that they've won on Sunday since May 14th. They had lost 10 straight Sunday affairs, but they get the win today, and I also think it helps that it was on Sunday night baseball, it was against the San Diego Padres, They had Lance Lynn on the mound. They're just a different level of excitement when you make player acquisitions. It rejuvenates guys. It rejuvenates and re-energizes clubhouses because you get to show people, hey, this is how we do things in Dodger Blue, and you're here for a reason. If you look at his first few starts, first start against the A's, Lingo seven innings. He gave three runs on five hits, had seven punch-outs, one walk, had 16 whiffs. That was very important. And then today, he goes six innings, gave up four hits, one earned run, the home run to Sanchez, had the two walks and the six strikeouts. So, like I said, He may not have been that pitcher that we all wanted, the Dylan Ceases of the world, the Verlanders, the Scherzers, but he's someone that we needed. And that, to me, is of the utmost importance right now when it comes to to Lance Lynn. But here, jump back in the comments section. $10, go Dodgers. Cheer, Doug. appreciate that, Mike Lerma. That's going to all the extension money. I'm putting that in the pods, going towards Shohei. It looks like he's going to cry after every single game because the Angels are an absolute tire fire once again. The Angels are going to have the best player probably ever. We look at what he does as far as how unique he is, as far as being able to pitch like an ace and be able to get in that box and hit home runs and slug like an MVP. They are going to never have a winning season... With him. They're not only are they not gonna make the postseason, they've never had a winning season with Shohei Otani, and they're basically just gonna get a compensation pick for him. But hey D what up, Nate? Over on YouTube. Appreciate you joining us. We got Lance Jennings. Dodgers broke the Sunday loss trend today. Yeah, Lance Jennings, amen. Amen. Okay. The Dodgers didn't have a prayer on Sundays, right? Today was a different story, and it's thanks to a lot of things. We're gonna continue to break down this game in depth, but yeah, Lance Lynn giving you quality. The offense scoring early, hitting home runs. Let's just be honest here when this team goes deep they win games this team are they a little too reliant on the home run ball yes they are make no mistake about that but also this team hits a lot of home runs so there you have it i mean the fact that if you're going to be reliant on something make it something that you can do with regularity right so that's definitely a positive for this Dodgers team. So, yeah, definitely this this is a great win coming off that loss last night, coming off a loss where you didn't have great performances from two of your bullpen pieces and Yancy Almonte and Caleb Ferguson. You go out there and you have a really, really good performance. And, yeah, when you look at Lance Lynn starts with him. I think you look at his start, too, and really, I mean, he's benefiting from just living right there on the edges. I mean, you really are seeing him paint the black, avoiding the heart of the plate. Clearly, that's the adjustment they told him that. Hey, as long as you avoid the heart of the plate, he's got spin. He's got above average, elite spin. He has. He's nasty at times. I mean, the curveball, the cutter. I mean, you just look at the cutter that he threw to Juan Soto early in this one. And you're talking about one of the best hitters in the game, and that cutter was absolutely filthy there in the bottom of the first inning. Two two pitch. You get him. You get him with a cutter top of the zone outside corner. So a fantastic sequence there. Bottom of the second inning, he gets Machado looking on a sinker bottom of the zone. Then he gets Bogart to fly out. He gets cornerward to fly to left. So you're also seeing some fly out, some soft contact. And really, his fly out to home run rate has been concerning. There's no doubt about that. But you're seeing today against a quality offense that was really one of the better offenses in the league that's playing desperate baseball. He goes out. He's getting one, two, three inning. One, two, three inning. Then the bottom of the third inning, we're going to talk about that but let's see. We got best game I ever saw, Justin Kim 2000. Wow, the best game you ever saw. Very interesting. Wow, I mean, look what we saw in 2020. I mean, game 7, game 6, game 4, even in the loss of that series, of the World Series, but Caleb Ferguson, don't have Mucho. I don't trust him, for sure. I don't. I think he's filthy when he's on. He misses arm side a lot, and you have the potential to hit batters, walk batters. I mean, that to me is a big, big no-no, but hey, you need these guys to all peak and get hot the right time, but uh, yeah, left hand I believe even Brazier giving up the home run today to – later in the game to Cronenworth was something that was concerning as well. F. San Diego from Justin Kim. Loving Rosario driving the ball to the opposite field. That's a great comment. That's a fire, fire take. Yeah, I mean, Rosario, you see him locked in there. I mean, you see a guy that, one, he's really good runners in scoring position. Two, he's really good against left-handed pitchers, and what do we see today? We saw him there with two strikes, two outs, and he takes our old buddy, Ridge Hill. No offense. We love you, Dick Mallon, but hey, he takes him deep and he gets the Dodgers on the board Early. And yeah, it was a great at bat. There he fouled off the curveball. You saw the sequence on the third pitch with Rich Hill having him down two strikes. Goes with that curveball in the inner half. Tries to slow him down to speed him up. Then the next pitch, he stayed locked in, got the barrel to the ball, top of the zone. Rich left a little too much out of the plate. And he homered to right, right there, and that put the Dodgers up early, two nothing. So we'll talk about that. How about the second inning? So I got to talk about Freddie Freeman's at bat. But yeah, right now, let me ask you guys: Do you think? What do you think are the percentage chances that Freddie Freeman catches Ronald Acuna Jr. and wins the MVP in the National League? Because remember, their beef a little bit of a beef a few years ago after he left. So to me, I think it's a very compelling and intriguing an intriguing MVP race between Freddie Freeman and and uh, and Ronda Cunha Jr. So, yeah, I mean, if you remember what happened a few years ago, of course, after he left, they had the live thing with, with Ronda Cunha Jr. And he said that they had a lot of clashes in the stadium and that kind of stuff. And basically how... Freddie wasn't feeling how he was. His hat low and the sunglass and all the big eye black and that all that kind of stuff. So it feels like there's definitely something there between Acuna Jr. and Freddie Freeman. So I think very compelling MVP race. Here we go. Media wants Acuna to win. Freeman has to hit 35 home runs probably. He'll have a better average. I mean offensively, weighted runs created plus which is a great statistic to evaluate overall offensive production. Freddie has the upper hand right now. I mean they're both fantastic. They're both more than worthy candidates and also too you have to Mentioned Marcus Lynn Betts who hit his 30th home run of the year to give the Dodgers another run late in this one we got so true Roberts a horrible manager from Henry Kaiser we can't go a show without hearing that for sure we got Diane says 30% chance Freddie Freeman catches a even the ESPN announcers weren't giving it that much of a chance
0: stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home
1: home. i mean it's like one of those things i mean just think about if it's 2011 right and camp finishes with a 40 40 season Then you're looking at that and you're probably saying, oh, 40 40, the narrative there, that's kind of what sticks out. He'll probably win the MVP that year. So I think that a lot of the voters, they're so infatuated with the Cunha stolen base total. And yeah, they're definitely, it's definitely good to have for sure. But like I said, we got uh, 39 home runs for Kemp in 2011. He had 39 home runs and he had 40 stolen bases. If he had gotten another home run, and, another, and had that 40-40 season, I think that he probably wins it that year because he was deserving. He should have won, but sometimes they're so caught up in the narratives there. And, yeah, 52 stolen bags for Acuna Jr., that's very impressive. I mean, how much does that impact winning? I mean, if you dive deep into it, there's a reason why the Dodgers don't steal too many bases because you don't want to give those outs, man, especially in an era where you definitely want to slug, and that's the most important thing. So, yeah, but, hey, if you lose to Acuna Jr., I mean, there's no shame in that, that's for sure. But here we go. We got to get it. Go get it. Go get her tomorrow. Big blue Henry Kaiser. I love it when the Padres parade is canceled. Love to see it when the Padres lose. That's from Justin Kim 2000. That's a fire take. Fire take. To finish him. Him. Kike doubles and nice moves. Yeah, how about Kike Hernandez? And the thing I want to point about. So let's talk about that right there. So let's talk about that second inning and the Dodgers just getting out early, throwing haymakers, and just getting on top of this Padres team early in this game. I think was one of the big differences because you saw what happened later. I mean, before Mookie Betts was able to homer later in the game off of Avila, he was rolling, man. He going four and two thirds innings, give that one earned run, but he was rolling in that one. So the fact that, yeah, he, I mean, the fact they got up on top of them earlier was so key. And you look at Kike Hernandez, he goes three for five, three for five for Kike Hernandez today. I mean, he is completely looking like a new player, man. I mean, this Dodgers hitting staff has completely discovered some things. And that was the reason why they traded for him. They thought they could fix him and they've done it so quickly, him and Rosario. So a lot of credit gives given to Mark Pryor and all these guys, but it seems like people are always saying, oh, fire Robert Van. Fire the Dodgers hitting coaches. How about we give the Dodgers hitting coaches some credit? Because they're the ones that are definitely having impact on these acquisitions as much as on the pitching side as well. But top of the second inning, uh, leadoff single to center by Kike Hernandez. And how about that? The big inning the other night on Friday night, who started that inning? It was Kike with another leadoff hit. So he's really been a catalyst. He's been a shot in the arm for this Dodgers offense. So he gets leadoff single. Outman strikes out swing on a curveball away. And Miguel Rojas, one-out single to center, Hernandez advanced to third, and runners on the corners, first pitch to Austin Barnes, he hits that sacrifice to score Hernandez to make a 3 to nothing Dodger, so they end up reviewing this play, they wrote that he was blocking, and yes, by the new rules, we know the Buster Posey rule, by the lay of the land, by the law of the land, you have to make that call, it was clearly a blocking there by the nature of the rule, it was the right call, I'm not so sure why Kike signed first in that situation, but still, they get the run, but yeah, he was absolutely blocked. And that's just the perfect, perfect card there, and that's a great base running too, playing – the sacrifice right there, Austin Barnes, you're talking about a guy that struggled so mightily this season, a guy that's been one of the worst hitters in baseball, pretty much the worst hitter in, in baseball as far as offensive production goes with his uh, opportunities, and for him to go up there and have an impact and really put his stamp on today's game as far as someone that is not only catching, but someone's doing it offensively, especially at a time when Will Smith absolutely needs a breather. Give Austin Barnes a lot of credit today. I'm giving him my, a lot of love for Austin Barnes. I mean, heading into today, he was at zero-weighted runs created plus, so he was a below league average. Had a negative 1.2 F4, hitting 122. So, did he see him having success? Great job for Austin Barnes. I'm going to give him some Dodger Dog of the Game love. Dodger Dog of the Game. Uh, Victor Banos, Kike, Rosario, Lynn, Yarbrough, all really ready contributing. Yeah, absolutely. Yarbrough yesterday made some mistakes. Of course, had the changeup on the Machado home run. But other than that, I think he's going to be solid for sure. Austin Barnes, finally a win. Agreed. Cheetah's. He was bringing it today. Great job by Ryan Brazier. Avoiding the big inning was huge and limiting the damage after that home run. That's from Troy Hamey. That's a fantastic point because when you have the lead that the Dodgers have, right? You're up. You have eight runs. You have seven runs. The other night, you have tons of runs. If you have those leads, as long as you, if you have solo shots, you can live with that. You can live with solo shots. It's You want to avoid the crooked inning numbers, right? The crooked number innings. You want to avoid the two, three, four run innings, the three run home runs, the grand slams, the doubles in the gap with runners on the court corners the doubles in the gap with runners on second and third and you will live with that of course from an ERA standpoint if you're one of these relievers out there you want to keep it as clean as you possibly can but for Brazier to go out there and limit that damage and Yancy Almonte to give that single Yancy to Cronenworth but still uh, Brazier he thought he did a really really nice job Just avoiding the damage because right there, I mean, that's a leadoff shot right there. After that, he gets Choi to fly out there in the seventh Sanchez. He doubles to center and he ends up at third and he strikes out Kim, one of the best players in baseball this year, for being completely honest, on a dirty slider. Gets him to chase down the way. So, yeah, I thought Brazier was the man for sure. So, hey, we'll live with that, right? You'll live with those solo shots. But here we go. We got down below in the comment section. Great call by Roberts on that block on home. Yeah, how about that two, not one, but two replays going the Dodgers way. That was a big factor in today's win. You had the block call that was reversed. And how about there in the second inning? The uh, And how about there later in the game on the double play? The double play for Freddie Freeman there in the third inning. That, to me, was as key as the other one. They overturned it. It was a fantastic pick there by Freeman there in the bottom of the third inning. But how about let's start before that top of the second inning. So, yeah, Betsy grounded. So, let's get caught up a little bit. Top of the second. Hernandez lead off single to center. Altman struck out swinging. Rojas went out single to center. Then we talked about... The Oscar Barnes sacrifice, the overturn there. That puts the Dodgers up 3 to nothing. Then Betsy grounded into a fielder's choice. Then runners on the corners. Freddie Freeman at the plate, two outs, 10th pitch of the at-bat. Hits a three-run shot to make it 6 to nothing. Dodgers, his 23rd of the year. He is Fred Hot. Start those MV free chance. And what a fantastic at-bat right there. I mean, he goes down 0-2 on the first two pitches. Then he takes the third pitch for a ball, a sweeper down and in. He fouls off a curveball away. For the fifth pitch he takes a curveball away for ball two. Then he fouls off three straight pitches. A four seam up in the zone, away on the outside corner, and then a sinker up and in, and then a sweeper on the inside corner. And the ninth pitch he takes a ball, a sweeper outside to load the count. Then on the tenth pitch of the bat he gets a sweeper up in the zone, stays square, stays locked in, and he cranks a bomb 371 feet to really blow this thing wide open early to give the Dodgers a 6-9 nothing lead his 23rd home run of the year for Fredericks of Hollywood Freddie franchise so that was massive and then bottom of the third inning was really one of the deciding innings too so you got an 0-2 to Gary Sanchez he crushes a bomb to left 433 feet to put the Dodgers put the Padres on the board six to one Dodgers right there and that's an example of a pitch where Lance Lynn Like I said, the number one thing they did today that led to his success was avoiding the heart of the plate. He was living on the outside corner, inside corner, living on the black. He was on the edges, and he's nasty. And when he's doing that, sometimes you are going to get balls that way. You're going to fall behind in counts. But, I mean, he was getting ahead in counts, and he was also getting soft contact. But there in that third inning, the home run to Gary Sanchez, he had him down 0-2, and then Sanchez he fouled off three straight pitches on the fifth pitch, he fouled off the forcing fastball, and then he goes with a curveball, and he just hung it, he left it out of the plate, Sanchez just took full advantage, and he crushed a bomb, and that got the Padres on the board, I made it 6-1 there in the third inning but just like Brazier, who didn't let that solo shot get to him, and lead to a big inning, same thing for Lance Lynn, after that 3-2 pitch to Grisham, he singled to right, 4 fastball, middle of the zone. Then he walked Kim to give the Padres runners on second and third with one out. So second and third, one out. Dodgers up 6-1, to one, still very early. This could have been a very high-scoring game if Lance Lynn doesn't take care of business, if Brazier didn't take care of business later. But during the next hitter, this was one of the big plays of the game. 0-2 to Tatis. He gets him to ground to the double play to end the inning. Not the best turn there by Rosario, who hasn't played too much Second base, but a fantastic pick there by Freddie Freeman. And it was originally ruled safe. They review it. They overturned it. Just an incredible pick there by Freddie Freeman, a gold glove award winner, and you get the double play and you end the inning. So that was massive right there because if they don't overturn that, you could be talking about an early exit for Lance Lynn. You're going to tax this bullpen. They could have came back and won this game. But yeah, that was a huge, huge inning right there. Where are all the Lynn haters? They're not here, man. This is about Lynn sanity, man. Okay, he's Lynning. We got in twice on Sunday. Put the Madres away tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you could absolutely kind of bury them, like I said they're falling faster they're getting dropped faster than Tim Anderson yesterday by my boy J Ram how are you going to square up and then just not be able to fight but uh, by the way yeah I mean he just Tim Anderson man I mean he dropped faster than his batting average this year I mean what would you guys think about that fight I mean that was some good stuff like it was hockey right I mean usually it's like hold me back hold me back nothing happens but that was a real deal there but uh, Rosario already has given us more than Thorbidge okay that's a finish him finish him. it's also a fire take from four fire classic team. caps look there Thorbidge. yeah it's thorver hey look man that was the best hey when when the dodgers win the world series this year and noah sinigard gets his ring he earned it right he got his ahmed rosario okay that's the most important thing about that transaction but uh like you said dmac Lynn is going to surprise his fan base for sure dmack's number one fan hey appreciate you i love the screen name eh? but hey that's why I said, Do you, let, "You guys are gonna fall in love with Lance Lynn, right?" I planted my fat flag. I po. I absolutely pounded the desk because this is a guy. If you look at some of the numbers. Bad defense with the White Sox. Bad team. Bad mechanics a little bit. Bad sequencing. So he's still striking out opponents at a career high for him. The whiff rate is there. So, yeah, a lot of things point to him having to some positive regression to the mean, especially with an organization that knows how to optimize pitchers. But this 2023 Dodgers team brings me memories from the 79 Pirates. We are family. This Dodgers are very glued together. It's from Victor Baños. Yeah, you love the dance, right? Who do you guys think does the dance the best? I mean, Kike's... Pretty good, man. It's very you know, swervy. Will Smith is the funniest, I think. Mookie's got his down. Uh, who do you guys like the most, though? Uh, Kuni gets the MVP. Meh. He can have that if we get that trophy. That MVP instant turns into a pump. gas from Kevin. Yeah, I have a World Series MVP. I think that's what you're saying. We got... Um, uh, we got uh, Nick Leva linen time. There we go. I like that. I feel that. That's a fire take. Fire uh, Lynn passed a big test tonight from Dylan here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at the first start at home against the A's on the road, Sunday night baseball against the Padres. You're absolutely correct in that one. He definitely passed the test tonight. And, yeah, if you look at some of his other numbers, I mean, the velocity was up. You saw the pitch mix went 46% four-seam fastball, 17% cutter. So in his last start, he was going tons of four-seam fastball. 69% four-seam fastballs against the A's. That number down to 46%. So you saw him diversify his pitch mix more. Going cutter 17%, sinker 15%, curveball 11%. The velocity on the cutter of 1.3 miles per hour. Four-seam, it was steady. No gains on that. Spin was just a little bit down as well. But you also I'm working a changeup, working a slide or so. He threw six different pitches tonight. So I think they're going to tinker for a couple of weeks and they're going to harness a sequencing strategy, a mechanic strategy, and I think they're going to get the most out of Lance Lynn. I think Lance Lynn is going to start postseason games for this team. I mean, look, I love Bobby Miller. I absolutely do. But if Lance Lynn continues on this stretch, I think Bobby Miller could start postseason games too, but Lance Lynn has been there, man. He's a veteran. This is a guy that has had some really, really good years. Okay, let's not forget that. Lance Lynn was not just some, he, some journeyman pitcher, right? He's played for multiple teams, the Cardinals, the Rangers, the White Sox. He's played for multiple teams, but this is a guy who's an established veteran. This is a guy who's a two-time all-star in this league. This is a guy who's finished top five, top three in the Cy Young voting, like he did in 2021. So this is someone who's accomplished a lot in this league. This is someone that has been one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball for over a decade, so it shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. Look, now you know, when a player is on a bad team, let mean, sometimes if you go other places, and sometimes if everywhere you go stinks, you're the one who stinks, but sometimes you are the reason why the team's the reason, right? I mean, you don't want to be that Bugatti in the trailer park, right? I mean, like, let's be honest with you. That White Sox team, that's a toxic team and pretty toxic franchise. But uh, what a game from Dodgers 2080. What up, my man, Mr. Tim Rogers. By the way, if you're a big fan of this Dodgers team, you got to be a big fan of the stars of the future. No one covers Dodgers prospects better than Mr. Tim rogers you can follow him on twitter and instagram also go to his site dodgers 2080 tim anderson should quit baseball and try pillow fighting that's a fire take <laughs> finish him, him too. Uh, Troy Heyman, when we give Syndergaard his ring, we should drop it in the toilet first before we give it to him. That's from Troy. You were so all over him. Yeah. Yeah. Thor was a thud. We know that. And uh, let's be honest. It's like, it's like, but they got Ahmed Rosario for him. Ahmed Rosario. That'd be like, you know, your old raggedy couch that you just want to get out of your house because it stinks. The dog's peeing on a bunch of times. It has chips in the back. It's just grimy. You should have thrown it away years ago and you're taking it out to leave it on the curb just hoping that someone takes it. Imagine if you're taking that couch and someone actually offers you like 500 bucks for it. That's what the Dodgers got with Ahmed Rosario with Noah Syndergaard. Okay, so yeah, we know Syndergaard is Syndergaard. Thor was a thud, but to get Ahmed Rosario for him, hey, that is massive. But here we go. Jose Mirrors with Joe Kelly. Any takers? Rod Wilson. Yeah, we should call Jake Paul. Maybe get him in one of those celebrity fights. I'd be here for that. Uh, Timmy got KO'd like Diaz yesterday, good-ish. We did not get him. That's from Mike, 818. -818. Kiki dances the best. That's from Cesar. Mookie and Kiki is a close second. Diane Schroeder says Mookie does the best dance. We got uh, Freenazs, my vote for NL MVP. Kellen Hernandez belong in Dodger blue. I agree. They just do. Dodgers 2080. Dodgers bounce back and smoke the Padres. Lance Lynn in the prior lab. Name a better pair. That's a fire take fire from take. Tim Rogers over there on Dodgers 2080. Yeah, and I could not agree more. I think the sequencing, like I said, working on the edge, avoiding the hard of the plate, and the results are there. That's just the bottom line. At the bottom line at this point is this a guy. We know Lance Lynn likes to eat. Oh, likes to eat a lot of innings right he likes to eat a lot of innings had 119 and two-thirds when he got traded to the Dodgers, and now he's already pitched 13 innings. That's exactly what they needed. Like I said, you can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you just might find that you get what you need. That's what they get from Lance Lynn. That's exactly what they needed, and he's been an innings eater. He's been a Pac Man pitcher, as I like to call him. But uh, Lynn is a true veteran. Couldn't have said it any better myself, Diane. Sure, it's a great point. I love this from Kenneth Wolcott. Love to see Sir Lance a lot. Yeah, absolutely. We love Lance a lot. Okay, uh, so much for that. Padres pitching staff 20 runs in three games yeah I mean look it's the Padres how about Blake Snell I mean he wasn't fantastic yesterday right the other thoughts on this game we kind of broke it down as far as Lance And yeah we went to the third inning talking about how crucial that double play was that great pick there by Freddie Freeman then jump to the bottom of the fourth inning soto he lined his center machado he walked so during the abats of machado you saw him like i say he's really working the bottom of the zone now and that's kind of been the difference is with lynn he has the ability to to elevate the four seam fastball and he definitely does but you're just seeing him being a little extra cautious he wants to avoid giving him that home run ball and the next batter with one out machado at first Bogart single to left on that one. Not even the worst pitch, a sinker right there. So that's to the Padres up with runners on first and second. And then he comes back and he strikes out Cronenworth with a changeup down and away. So I love the pitch mix. I love the versatility. How dynamic. I mean, he's got a lot of clubs in that bag, does Lance Lynch. So to go to a changeup right there, I love the sequencing there. was pounding four scene fastballs, hits him with the cutter on the fourth pitch of the at bat to foul it off. And then he's working both sides of the plate, goes the opposite side low and away with that change-up, and then he gets Choi to ground to second. So he works around a walk, works around a base hit, gives up no hits, gives up no runs or anything after that. So he's able to escape there, limits the damage to nothing, right? So great job there. And then you go to bottom of the fifth inning. He gave a two-out single to Kim. Let the curveball a little up, not the worst pitch, and then he gets Tatis Jr. to fly to center. Then the sixth inning, You had one, two, three. So, I mean, get Soto to ground a second, struck out Machado on three pitches, Challenge him with a four-seam fastball in the zone. That's something you want to see. That's an element that this pitching staff misses at times. It's having a guy that's a four-seam fastball, four-seam, and just can... Elite spin, challenge guys in the zone. Get that miss. Get that miss bat. That's something that you need, especially in the postseason. And the confidence that he pitches with, too, man. I'm so here for Lance Lynn, man. Lance Lynn's sanity. Uh, We got then the 1-2 count. He got Bogarts looking, too. Just froze him right there. Threw him a curveball on the 1-2. And then kind of froze him. Really great pitch there with that four seam fastball. And then we talked about the bottom of the seventh. Brazier giving up that home run to Kronaworth.
0: In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Them home. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty-six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. 2-1
1: 2-1 count. Really want to see him get ahead of the count there. And then that cutter lets a little too up, a little too middle of the plate right there in his nitro zone. And then top of the eight, though, to get it right back. So the beauty of this team is you have guys that can get it right back. You have home run hitters, the absolute explosive hitters in Freddie Freeman, in Mookie Betts. You got Freddie Freeman blowing kisses to the Padres, pretty much blowing a kiss to their season at this point. They're now two games under 500, at 55 and 57. But during that at bat, he gets himself into a 3 two count, was 2-2 at one point, and then he crushes a home run, four-seam fastball right there in Mookie's nitro zone. Mookie living his bets life right there. That put the Dodgers up 7-2. And then, top of the ninth inning, they had another insurance run. I mean, Martinez, he struck out swinging Peralta, single to center, then Taylor walked. I see Chris Taylor drawing walks of late. You saw the big one, the base loaded walk had on Friday. And then Kike Hernandez with the runners on second and third, he doubled to left, scoring Peralta, giving the Dodgers another run. They played another one to make it 8-2. to two. Then Alman, he struck out swinging the Rojas line to center. So a great team win for this Dodgers team. And basically, you know, at this point, if they're hitting multiple home runs they're playing at an elite pace. If they don't hit home runs, they're going to lose games by a large pace. Right? You're talking about a team that's like 5-19 when they don't home run. So that's the key to this team's success. I wish it wasn't, but that's just the reality. But the good thing is this team hits home runs with the best one. But, yeah, let's take some more comments here. we got the update on Kershaw. Dave said he's going to be back next week. Kersh is feeling better. He's saying that he's getting loose quicker. So I feel like Kershaw is ready to have a strong finish to this season. I think that he's as close to 100% as you could hope for at this stage of his season and his career. And I think he's really in a good place knowing that this team is in a good position to win this division. He wants to make one more run at a World Series title, in my opinion. I think that is something that is still on his baseball bucket list. He wants another World Series title. He wants a parade. He wants the champagne flowing after a fall classic win, and I think he's going to come back strong. I truly do. I'd rather see him start against the Rockies at home than Arizona on the road because we know don't get the best feel for your break and stuff. It's a little flat, but here we go. Mike H 818. I'm going to trust you for now on DMAC. I did not really believe in Lynn, but he has proven himself in two games. Good-ish, man. Mike, it's still early, right? I'm not going to take my victory lap on Lance Lynn quite yet, but like I said, I said at the very beginning, give me Lynn over Giolito because of what the White Sox were able to get, what they were going to get for Giolito. I mean, you don't want a situation where you have to give up Michael Bush for a Lucas Giolito who is basically bust, right? You don't want that, right? You want Lance lynn we can get with you can pair with a Joe Kelly and you get up a Nick Nestrini, right? And also let's not forget, too, there's a possibility you get Lance Lynn back and Joe Kelly back on options. Players you can help you for more than just this season. It was a great deal. Andrew Fleesman was in his bag. We got Otto Ray, Lumberjack, Lance La Great. What up, D Mac? What up, Otto Ray? How you doing, my man? Lori O, Lance Lynn has pitched in two World Series. He's got that experience. Absolutely great point from Lori O over on YouTube. That's a comment of the game. Presented by our friends. Yo, by wait, our friend. uh, please drink responsibly. Absolutely. You just can't replace that. You can't. Look, if you are studying to be a lifeguard and you read every single lifeguard training book, you watch every single lifeguard training video, but you never jump in that water once, that's all that matters. Jumping in the water once is more important than having all the knowledge, right? Because you have to experience to truly understand what it's like. But here we go. We got uh, Bush. We got the Tim Anderson needs a change of scenery. Man. <laughs> Now, nah, man, you see he kind of went off on social media, apparently on a burner count? Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, what people are really wanted, uh, t- t- Tim Anderson, yeah, man, tell him, that guy got dropped faster than his batting average this season. But uh, I know you look like Will Smith D mac but I hope you don't dance like <laughs> David Sabatini. That's a fire. Take. Fire, take. I man. Finish him. I'd say my moves are probably a little bit better than Will Smith's, but that isn't saying very much, okay? Bugatti in a trailer park, so true. And soon we will have Otani from the Angels. Alex, bro, absolutely. Tatis looks defeated, and I love it. (laughs) I like it, man. Just uh, absolutely. And that was one of the worst. By the way, can you tell me, that was one of the worst in-game interviews ever, Tatis. I mean, first of all, what I feel like he Tatis had never seen Anchorman, which is kind of criminal. But Troy Heyman, hey D-Mac, outside of Otani, what do you think is going to happen in the offseason? season You think another run at Arenado, maybe trade for someone uh, for some starting pitching? We will have a lot of free agents trade. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one priority is going to be Otani. I would not be surprised if they pick up the phone and try to get a deal done for Arenado, depending on the direction of that Cardinals organization. But I don't think the Cardinals are going to trade Arenado. I think they still have those foundational pieces with Goldschmidt and Arenado, and they're going to try to make another run with those guys. But if he does get traded, if he wants to get traded and he wants to basically say, hey, I have a no trade clause, if you're going to trade me, only team I'll accept a trade to is Los Angeles and that's where he spends the offseason anyway, right? Newport Beach. By the way, Arenado actually has the same trainer as Freddie Freeman. They share the same trainer, so you never know. I mean, it always feels like, what if I told you a few years ago that Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, I still feel like I'm living in some dream free agent trade acquisition world where I have Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts in Dodger Blue. Never my wildest dreams a few years ago that I think that was a possibility. So, one thing I will say is, you can't rule out anything when it comes to Dodgers team because of a couple of reasons. One, they have have every single resource that you need to acquire a player. Prospect capital. They have the ability to absorb contracts. Like what they did with David Price, right, when they acquired Mookie Betts. And they also have a very aggressive front office that's committed to not only winning, but selling jerseys, having bobblehead nights, having sold out games every single night. So you look at all of that and you consider all those factors. Hey, every star is a possible for this Dodgers team that's within reach. I mean, of course, there's guys out there that are, of course, like Aaron Judge, Jay Rod. I mean, of course, you can't get a all, but still, ones that are a possibility that could be moved, Dodgers are always a viable option. But we're going to go a couple more here, guys. The Gratterall, I don't know. Yeah, Gratterall, I want to give him some credit, too. I think Dar, I mean, a very efficient appearance tonight. And look, I mean, I got to give him some credit, man. I don't think I give him enough credit. I think that I've been a little tough on Dar. I love the guy. The sweetest dude you'll ever meet. This is a guy who is beloved in that clubhouse. I've asked every single player in that clubhouse, which of your teammates would make the best football player? Literally, basically, 90% of them said Bruce Dark Gratterall because he's freakishly athletic and he's strong as an ox. And yeah, I think his ability to induce soft contact is great. I like to see him strike out more batters. I like to see that wheel freight higher. But the fact is, he throws strikes, he induces soft contact, and he's still an asset for this bullpen. He's still one of their better relievers. Pretty much, you got Evan Phillips, Ryan Brazier, Bruce Dark Gratterall, and Joe Kelly. Those, to me, are the big four. And there's no question about it. But, yeah, I mean, he did a great job in his appearance facing Tatis, Soto, Machado, the heart of that Padres lineup there. Dodgers still up 7-2 at that point, but they would have loved to make it very interesting. You get Tatis flying him out on the first pitch. Then you get Soto to ground out. And then Machado, he had him down 0-2. And then Singer down the zone, he gets him to ground a second. So, yeah, a really great job there by Dark Gratterall coming in the eighth with that 7-2 lead. Goes 1-2-3 on six pitches. That is extremely efficient. So, yeah, I'm glad you had that comment, I don't know, over on YouTube. Mac does the best dance. I don't know, Abram. I can't really – I can't get, like, full extension. i got to work on mine. I'm going to practice today in the mirror after the show. Uh, Mac is – what up, Diane Truder? Uh Too busy trying to act tough. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's do all comments here. A couple more minutes, and we'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. We'll be back. Tomorrow for the Blue Heaven podcast of me and Mr. Klimpas. Yes, you won't want to miss that. And we got to, I know we won 8 to 2. We should have scored more against the bullpen for our offense. We cannot get complacent. Our pitching isn't what it used to be. Yeah, I think it's a fair point, Troy Heyman. We've seen this team Fire get team. into those lapses this season where they get on top early on and then they go to sleep for long stretches. And Avila, he had retired nine of ten batters at one point. Only Dodgers to get a hit was Barnes against him. That single in the 6 And then, of course, Mookie took him deep but that's a great point something that we have to monitor because sometimes it does feel like hey they can put up a lot of runs, but let's not forget, this bullpen has been one of the worst in Dodgers history, so you can't avoid that. So what's up, D-Mac? Good game. Let's go, Dodgers. That's absolute absolutely JR. We got the Ringworm is lacking the power. He used to have swelling sausage. Yeah, it's Fernando Cheats, right? I mean, you can't spell Padres without P-E-D, okay? We know he's not the same guy. Let's just be honest about it, man. Uh, but still, he's a good player. Let's be honest. I see Tati developing a new case of Ringworm. There you go. That's a fire take. Fire from Jay Jake. Silva over on YouTube. Outman has been much better, de- a much better defensive asset at this point of the season. He has been giving great reads from Victor. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you th- I have to point that out. You have to point that out. James Outman, he made a really great play there. He had that defensive gem there, that diving catch on Soto's line out there in the fourth that had a 580 expected batting average on. So yeah, fantastic point there. And yeah, his defense, I think Bellinger, is a little better still. I will say that I mean as far as Bellinger can fly. Almin actually told me that himself. I mean that's I asked James Albin said, hey what's the one thing about about Bellinger and that kinda kinda wish you had is that like, hey his reads and he can just absolutely fly, but still his jumps are a little better. That's the one thing about about Outman. He's in the 25th percentile outfield jump, but arm strength, 86th percentile. Outs above average, 89th percentile. So bottom line is he's an above-average center fielder that can make highlight plays. He's more than held it down in center field, and it's also the most important thing is at an affordable cost, right? Less than a million dollars. So that's great. Kike back in blue just feels right. dmac three-hit game. Absolutely, Chris. You talked about Kike. He just It just feels right. I think he feels at home. I think he feels comfortable here. And the most important thing is the Dodgers hitting staff smashed that like button for them, is they have identified something that's allowing him to have more success at the plate. He's also gotten these rallies going. I mean, you saw there, he's the one that got the rally going early in this one with that leadoff single to center to start the second inning that led to a monster six-run inning for this Dodger, or a four-run inning for this Dodgers team. But you had the three-run shot there by by Freddie Freeman so yeah great job Almonte 524 ERA from BC we got we got uh, who do you guys got tomorrow Gonsla I'm a little concerned about that fire Almonte now Rod Wilson well if we aren't trading with Bush can we play him a little Rod Wilson I actually dropped a mailbag episode on that if you want to go back and watch it on YouTube I mean if there's an injury I think he's gonna be one of the guys you can bring up September call-ups we'll see if you don't have 40 guys anymore you have 28 so that's also something that's not possible that's possible but it's is it Likely. I mean, they could activate guys out the I. L. We'll see where they're at. Austin Barnes' batting average is up to 128. Wow, BC, that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, it's improving, right? Uh, that third baseman in Toronto is a free agent in the offseason from Steve Elias. Yeah, he's also represented by Scott Boris. Matt Chapman is f- fantastic. D my dog loves you. Abe, hey, hey appreciate it. Hey, your dog. Your dog's the dodger dog at the game. How about that? Uh, how about Joey Gallo, Brian Lewis? We got Bueller, won't start a game this year. He'll come out of the bullpen from Frank Garcia. Jay Kidd. 323. 23 Noel Arenado for Rojas. That makes a great trade for the Dodgers to make it happen. Okay, you're killing me with that one. Uh, I bet you they could be using Josiah Gray, Brian Lewis. Yeah, but still, that move made sense. It really did. You had Trey who, for the Dodgers, he was fantastic. All of his numbers show that he was a winning player. He struggled in the NLDS defensively especially, but yeah, Max Scherzer, he was lights out until his arm passed away against the Braves. Dodgers lead MLB in walks from BC. That's their strategy, and that's another reason why they got the count-up, the pitch count-up on Rich Hill. Winstraw takes care of the ringworm from Troy. Uh not Padres up PED. Exactly, Chris. Uh, my wife fights better than Tim Anderson. <laughs> Dando, your wife man you must have the coolest wife she always uh lets you get away with some awesome uh, comments man uh ten dollars from blue 702 what up DMAC? put this towards the otani fund taking it right there going towards the otani fund okay and we're gonna try to push this team over the top so i appreciate that for absolutely that's a comment of the game for my friend over there on youtube blue 702 I think if you can come back, Kersh's come Perfect. back, let's go. Absolutely, Rod Wilson. We got Dodgers struggles. Dodgers struggles this season has made this team stronger. Grind, fight, win, dance. I love that. that's a comment of the game. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation post-game show. Lean. I appreciate Lean. you rocking with us Perfect. after the Dodgers get the dub. They've taken two out of three from the San Diego Padres. They are 6-1 since the Kershaw meme. The Clayton Kershaw is real. They're 52-24 and 24 against the Padres in the last five seasons. And since June 23rd, 2021, they've gone 26-8. And and they have not lost a series. So they bodies slammed Diego, and hopefully they take the series tomorrow. You got Tony Gonsolin on the mound. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation Post Game show. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel for our latest Dodgers news and rumors. We got a big giveaway coming up this week, jerseys, baseball. Balls more on that, so stay tuned. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. Until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.